0: Welcome to F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business. It's a podcast where I'm here to call shit out, question things, and share my experiences. I also want to highlight different ways you can run your business without spending a fortune, having to make things perfect, or doing what everyone else is doing. I'm just here to start conversations, not to give you all the answers. So if you're cool with that, let's hang. What is up? So. I just finished up the promo round of emails to my list about joining my membership. And I thought it would be cool when I did that promo to weave stories of my life throughout the emails and kind of have little references sprinkled throughout. Like in email two, there's a photo taken by my friend Tess and it's in a sort of a yearbook. So it says photo by Tess on the underneath the thing. And then in email five about my wedding, I talk about how we had the photographer take pictures at Tess's house before the ceremony and reminded everyone that she took that picture from email too. So I don't know, I just thought it was kind of fun to put these little like Easter eggs hidden throughout. It was really fun for me to write them. And the feedback that I got from my readers was that they really, really loved reading them and people joined the membership. So that's amazing. One person even said, quote, you're rocking this. I typically hate these types of emails, but these are so well done! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. So there's a lot of people out there talking about storytelling emails. So that's the way to go for me. I love writing them and it's really fun, I think, for people to read them. So I'm subscribed to other lists that are more like essays or articles. Some have lots of bullet points or links about what's going on, and that's totally fine too. But for me personally, I love writing the stories and if people don't love reading them, they can just unsubscribe. (laughs) I know it sounds harsh, but it's true because as I always say, I'm a big fan of marketing your business in a selfish kind of way. When you do what you love doing, that means you're going to do it that much better and people will either be there for it fully or maybe not at all. And that's okay. But I do know that if I forced myself to write emails like essays or articles, I would end up procrastinating and just eventually not doing it. And that is definitely not how to grow an email list. (laughs) So just like I realized some people would hate telling personal stories, the idea of writing like essay is not my cup of tea either. So I just thought it would be fun today for me to give you sort of like the process of me writing like I'm talking to a friend because that's what I do. But it's like more than that, right? So I start with a photo, usually from my life. I have a whole folder saved on my desktop with a bunch of different pictures that I think might work for emails. So I don't even really worry when I put them in there. I don't have a clear vision of what it might be. But I do think, huh. I think there might could be something to this. So... Just ask yourself if there's a story. It doesn't have to relate it to your business, but there should be a story. So I just pop them in a folder and I don't worry about it. Then when I go to write an email, if it's not something I specifically already know what I'm gonna talk about, I can go to the folder and just look through them and pick one. But once I pick that one, I have to know what the story is and how it relates to something I'm selling, right? The whole point of having a business is to make money So, I can't just sit around telling stories for the sake of telling them. There has to be a point. So, as much as your people love you and want to hear your stories, they might be thinking at the end of them, like, what is the point? So, we have to bring it around to something about what your list is promising. So, for me, it's like business pep talks, business tips, or whatever. Like, just it needs to definitely relate to being an entrepreneur. And then hopefully, ideally, be able to sell something that I offer. So when I was digging around for the photos for this launch, I found a ton of hilariously awesome photos, but I couldn't tie them all back to the membership. So if I couldn't tie it back to the membership, I couldn't use it. But that doesn't mean it left my overall folder because some of them maybe couldn't be tied directly to my membership, but in the future, I might be able to tie them to a different offer. Oh, by the way, you can still read the emails from the launch on my website at deannaseymour.com slash story emails and you can see all the photos I used and how they related to my offer. But the basic formula for my emails goes like this and you can keep what you like and skip the rest, it's up to you. So it starts with a hello, duh, some sort of fun way to say hi. Then I start into the story usually about the photo, then I transition to the offer. And just so you know, I sort of put the photo in the middle of the story. So if you can just picture the story like I said, I'm setting up the story, plop in the photo where it makes sense in the story, finish up the story. Then I have to transition to the offer. And then I link the offer with a little call to action and then say goodbye. I love adding a PS too. Sometimes the offer isn't the PS, like PS, if you were thinking about this, blah, blah, blah. Here's this thing. If the story is really good and I want to really keep the body of the email, more like talking to a friend. I'll add the offer and the call to action and the PS. It just feels a little separate. But here's a couple transitions. You can use um, these phrases to transition into your offer. You tell the story and then you say something like, it's kind of like how blah 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 something about business. Or it reminds me of this thing that relates to your offer. Or I think that's exactly what we do when we Something that goes to the offer. Or have you ever felt like that when you're something about the offer? Then you move it over to the business and the pitch. I don't think every email needs a hard pitch, but I do think they all need a point so that your reader cares about something. Like it needs to relate back to them. Otherwise, you're just blabbing on about yourself and telling a story. And then they're like, wait, what? Why Why do I care about this? What does this matter? I mean, they might not actually be asking themselves that, but eventually they're going to grow tired of your emails if all you're doing is telling stories and there's no sort of connecting it to something that they're going through. So make sure you're doing that and write it like you would talk to a friend, you know? Also friends help each other. So if you tell a story and you're bringing up something that you've been struggling with, and then you're like, you know, it's kind of like in business when blah, 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 And then you offer the solution because that's what friends do too. Like when you're just chit-chatting with a friend, usually you're exchanging stories, problems, and solutions. In the next podcast, I'm gonna talk more about the visuals that go along in an email, but this week I just wanna talk about your actual words and how to make them more casual. So my first one is to just write like you talk, just sit down and type it out. Some people use tools like Otter AI, or there's like the voice to text thing in Google, and they just talk the story out loud, then go back and clean it up. I personally just like to type it all out, but you do you, those tools are totally available if you need them and free, scrappy, just saying. Regardless of whether you type it or you talk it out, you need to go back and edit. It helps me if I read them out loud, and I'm constantly changing things like, I am going to. I will type that sometimes. And when I read it out loud, I'm like, ew, I don't talk like that. I am going to do this. So I have to change that for me and my voice. I'm gonna. I write G-O-N-N-A and change I am to with apostrophe of I'm. I'm gonna blah blah blah. It just sounds more like me, more casual read for the person on the other end. I another thing I change a lot is them to m like apostrophe m like if i was going to say like give them hell like that seems like i'm sipping my tea give them hell but um if you just say like give them hell it sounds more casual it sounds more like me and if you don't talk like that then don't do that but if you do check your writing to make sure it sounds like you sometimes reading it out loud is really going to make it jump out at you and you can make those changes okay I also use italics 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 and capitalization so sometimes if you italicize a word it can kind of be a little more sarcastic or like I'll say something like just because they say you know or because I should like those kind of like for me that's when I use italics and then also sometimes you just got to shout about something so you have to use capitals to be like what in the world that's capital. It just depends on how you would talk and how you read it and how you want them to read it. The next thing I want to talk about is emojis. If you use emojis when you text but you're not using them in email, I just want you to take a second to think about why that is. It might be that you still are like, no, Diana, I'm not using emojis in emails to my list. But if you saw my texts, they're very emoji heavy <laughs> sometimes. Like, Matt and I can have full-on conversations with just those, like, GIFs in the text, back and forth. So, again, if it's not your style, I wouldn't do it, but if it is your style in other places in your life, you might be able to work them in. Like, if you're not using them because you just don't think they're professional or you think it's going to annoy somebody, I would say get that out of your head because I want you to just write like you are talking to a friend. Okay. I know it's scary. Nobody wants people to unsubscribe, but part of marketing is attracting the people that are your perfect fit clients and also repelling the people who aren't. So, really, if you use emojis a lot and someone else will be annoyed that you use them, they're just not your people and that's okay. So, the next one is to use inside jokes. This is a hard concept and it was tricky for me because it's a mass email, right? You don't even know everyone on your list personally, but. Mention obscure things when you can. The people who will get the reference will love it. Like, love it. And the people who don't will probably, honestly, just shrug and move on. So in the promo sequence I just sent, I mentioned the Delia's catalog from the 90s. It was, there was a 90s prom picture in it. And so in the the little thing you can write after the, like the preview text after the subject line, I said something about straight out the Delia's catalog or something like that. And for a second, I was like, should I say this or not? What if they don't know what Delia's is and they're gonna be confused? Here's the thing. I am sure that there were people who had no idea what Delia's was and they just opened up the email and read it. It was fine. But there were definitely people who did know the Delia's catalog, emailed me back and were stoked about it and we talked about it. And I admitted that I never had a pair of Delia's shoes but they were from that place called Rugged Warehouse because they were on sale. (laughs) And if someone is super mad or too confused and wants to quit my email list, unsubscribe because I said Delia's and they don't know what I'm talking about, they were not my people. But I, I think most people probably just skimmed right past it. The last thing that I think helps make it seem more casual and like you're just sitting chatting with a friend is to share conversations. So Think about when you talk to a friend and you are telling them a story, and you're like, and then she said, and then I said, and then she was like, and then I was all, what? That's how you tell a story, right? So when I try to add dialogue to emails, I do it like a script. Like it sounds way too novelty for me if I'm like, hello, I said, I'm right here, he replied. Like that's not how I would talk to a friend. So what I do is like a script where it's like me, colon, hello, him, colon, I'm right here. Like a little list back and forth. So it breaks up the email visually and people can skim it quickly. I did this again in the promo sequence. If you want to look, it was a conversation I had with my mother-in-law about a picture I wanted to take at my wedding. And I was like, What can be really cool, and she was like, "I don't know if people are going to want to do it," and I was like, "I don't know. I think we should try it." So it's this little conversation, but it definitely told the story, and it was easy to read. And also, I'm just a graphic designer, so I'm always thinking about visuals, even though it's just words. Visually, that breaks up the email too, so it doesn't seem so meaty and long and big. My whole point of this episode is to just literally pretend like you go to a friend's house, you're sitting on their couch, and you're just talking. That's how I want you to read your emails. If that feels good for you, (laughs) that's how I write my emails and it feels good to me. So I just wanna share the love. But the whole vibe of your emails is gonna change and it'll probably make writing them for you a lot easier if this sounds like fun to you. Basically, you make the rules and just be yourself. (laughs) I know I'm a broken record, but it seriously does apply to everything in your business. Just talk to your email subscribers like you would a friend, but don't forget to sell them something. (laughs) because that's the whole point, right? We have businesses. So you're going to talk to them like you would a friend, but at the end, you're going to make sure you are solving a problem that they might have, which is again, I would argue what friends do for each other. So next week, I'm going to talk a little bit more, like I said, about the different kinds of visuals you can add to your emails and how it breaks it up and makes it easier for your people to read. And I think adds more to the stories. So it's kind of like a part two, but not officially. So Keep your eyes peeled for that. It's going to be good. And if you would like some one on one help working on your own email formula and brainstorming some ideas, I think that a VIP design day would be perfect. Or, you know what, maybe even a half day, depending on what you already have going on. But we could make a super rad lead magnet. We could help you create an amazing landing page, confirmation page, and welcome sequence with photos and stories that really connect you with your perfect fit clients and really get you thinking about what kind of fun stories you can tell for your newsletter in the future. But just message me on Instagram or go to my website, DeannaSeymour.com, and book a call. But I would really just love to help you with making your emails more fun to write for you and more fun to read for your people. Sound good? Don't forget, if you're listening and you have something to say about what I said, I'm pretty much begging you to send me a voice memo on Instagram and tell me what you're thinking. Agree? Disagree? Want to share a personal story of yours? The whole point of this podcast is to start a conversation and I can't do that without you. So hit me up on Instagram at the Deanna Seymour. See you there and thanks for listening. Love you, bae!